Hello, welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ, where each week we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This week we are checking out Netflix's 45th film, the 2017 neo-noir supernatural thriller Death Note. It's directed by Adam Wingard, stars Nat Wolf, Lakeith Stanfield, Margaret Qualley, Shay Wig Ham, Paul Nelcorchi, Jason Lyles and Willem Dafoe. Good evening. Hey mate. G'day mate. Good to be back. <laughs> Before we start, could we comment on Heath's brutally deep <laughs> voice from illness right now, but he's got out of his deathbed to join us. Yeah, so apologies if I break out into a coughing fit. I will try and keep that to a minimum, but I'm about to die. He's so deep. <laughs> Dedication to the show is what I'm calling it. Monotone. <laughs> so we like to kick off our show with a 30 second summary, or not a 30 seconds, whatever long we want to do summary of the film we call it fast flicks um he does go for it start us off while you got some voice all right a high school student discovers a notebook that gives him the power to kill anybody he wants he tries to use it for vigilante justice and is soon pursued by a determined detective nice mj i hope yours is a bit different jesse because i found it really hard to write this without it being like so obvious (laughs) Uh, a Final Destination-esque thriller that pairs a demon of death with a teenage boy, essentially giving him the power to kill anyone he wants. Nice. Good little different take. I tried have... really hard. As... <laughs> it's hard to not be like, this is what happened yeah. and this is what happened. And, yeah. It's hard not to do like an IMDb yeah. summary yeah. Of, what, of it. So I've gone, a mysterious book drops from the sky when written in with a person's name and memory of their face can kill. When a young man discovers it, will he use it for good? Mm. I think I questions missed... are back. Oh, yes, <laughs> I missed the bit where the book actually like fell from the sky. I don't know what I was doing, whether I sneezed or something. But <laughs> next minute, I looked up and he had the book, and I was like, ah, I thought he just like he picked it up off the ground. On the ground. Yeah, I don't think that's too important, really. It kind of fell down from the sky. <laughs> Whilst they were having football practice, right? And cheerleader practice. And cheerleader, and cheerleader practice, practice. That they stopped because it started raining. Yeah. yeah what get sort wet. of footballers a stopped bad because football it starts raining? They haven't got helmets on too, <laughs> And also, I know I'm digging a bit too deep already, but how often is he sitting there studying during sports practice while everyone else is playing their sports? Like, why would you watch yeah, sports while you study? Like, at the library. No, isn't he setting up his little business there so he can sell his I results for the, the jocks? The jock, yeah. yeah, okay. He's got to sell his Great answer. little... Yeah. That's why I asked it. Good, good question. I liked it. All right, we'd, we like to check out what we've learnt about the film or any interesting information that we've we've uh, we've seen. So I'm, I'll kick it off. This is based on a manga, which was published in the Show and Jump. So, do you guys know anything about Show and Jump? No, no, no. All right. So Show and Jumps, uh, I don't even know if it's weekly, monthly, but it's this um, magazine, manga magazine in Japan, which literally puts together like an episodic. Um, eight, there's like four or five different series or stories, and they're put together in like this. Um, yeah, magazine that you can pick up and read and follow like monthly along with the characters and the stories. So, okay. um, yeah. So they updated each month. There's a different story. Yeah, it was like, I'm same. not sure originally how this one worked, but it was either like the month or the week and they Generally. just added a different sort of chapter. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. What I didn't know is that you own the the manga book, which you, you got as a prop. I bought it as a recording. prop for an audio recording, which is uh, quite <laughs> interesting. So I purchased uh, the first volume of Death Note quite a, a while ago and I, it's still the pages are still very crisp that's, a, that's a very pretty yeah, looking book though it's pretty good it's mix, a, isn't it? yeah it's the, called the black edition and um it's yeah it's obviously very very, very pages, nice pages are black yeah um I've, so why'd you get it originally I, I wanted to sit down and read this story because i'd heard good things about this story okay um and it, 
you know, it's extremely popular, has a massive fan base, um, and is you know, go, it, it's seen as one of the best sort of manga uh, stories around. So. I'm gonna, we're going to put a picture of that up after you've watched this episode so you guys can see what we're talking about because it is a very pretty pretty publication. Yeah. But it's interesting you say that about how popular it was. I was blown away by the numbers of people that had watched this on when I was looking at the rating to see the critical consensus. Yeah. 60, 68,000 people on IMDb have rated this. So not even not only watched, they've actually gone out of their way to rate yeah. it. And I don't think we've had a film with numbers that high uh, out of the 45 Netflix films that we've done so far. No. Um, and I just, I, I'd never heard of this film. We I, struggle for a thousand sometimes. Yeah, we do. Sometimes we just trickle over four figures. <laughs> um, and regardless of, you know, the fact that there was quite a lot of, you know, negative backlash around it and there were a few issues that I'm sure we'll get into in a sec, but... I just couldn't believe how popular this film was. And I, I, I had you heard yeah, about it? I'd never heard of it at all. I when it first came out, I added it to my watch list straight away. But I, it had just sat there the whole time. Hadn't watched it. it yeah. I, when I started this, it's like, do you want to continue watching? I'm like, oh, and I literally got a minute in. Uh, so I, I had the intention. So it was always sitting there saying, "Can you watch?" Yeah. I've done that before yeah. as well. I watched like a minute or something, and it kept saying, "Do you want to keep watching?" And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't really watch it." Like, <laughs> So you can probably do this better than me, Jesse, but the original manga series went from 2003 to 2006. Yep, so it's a pretty short-running What you've got there, is that all 12 volumes? No, this is volume one and two in one one condensed volume. So, yeah. Yeah. That followed on from an anime television adaptation from 06 and 07, which was 37 episodes. Yep. Uh, Numerous video games, mainly on Nintendo DS, I believe. Um, And then three live-action films, Japanese Japanese films. Um, and this being the first uh, American remake of it. That, that's kind of the, the back, back story of Death Note. So I, I, pr- I mentioned on this podcast when we did the episode on Blame that uh, Blam, Blam. Blam, that I have a class at school that love their Japanese culture and their anime and manga. And, you know, when I, I spoke to them, like, oh, you know, I'm going to watch Death Note sort of soon. And, you know, said, I'll let you know what I think. And I watched it. And then they're sort of like, well, you need to watch the actual anime Okay. Like, just promise me that you'll watch mm. an episode. So over the weekend, I watched the first episode. I just, of that just I just watched the one episode, just on the train on the way to the footy. Um, just thought, yeah, I'll give it a, give it a crack, yeah. uh, just to sort of see it, and yeah, just to see the comparison. Was the first episode? Yeah, just yeah, the okay. first. Yep, yep. So yeah, was it good the first episode? Yeah, like I mean, obviously it's hard when you Americanize something that has such a distinct style in a culture where they're used to that sort of style, and based obviously like. We spoke about the ratings on IMD, pretty negative, really, I guess, yeah. when you look at like such the, the large really amount of ratings. Yeah. And I think that's probably because it's a different retelling of this story than what mm. people love and what they're used to. I think that's probably the issue because you look, you know, um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 24% audience rating on nearly 6,000 ratings. So that's pretty low, okay. very low. What was the critics on, on Rotten Tomatoes? Critics on Rotten Tomatoes was 39 on 72 reviews. Still pretty low, but a lot of reviews as well. Hmm. So, yeah, obviously, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of kind of what I saw in terms of the criticism is they weren't criticizing it based on kind of like the movie based on its merit. It was just a movie. Yeah. A lot of criticism was for the adaptation of the movie from the actual manga. So, you know, it, it, it's crap. You know, it, it, it doesn't go along with, you know, how, what the manga was. Yeah, it, that was more the criticism than it just as a general I think particularly movie. the criticism was around the whitewash. Yeah, and that, that as well, yeah. Especially because this would have been a similar time to Ghost, Ghost in the, the Shell. Shell. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? Like, we haven't really spoken about this. What, what are our thoughts on... Let's, let's use this as an example with the backlash on whitewashing of this film, knowing that we don't have a huge 
relationship with the, the source material. Do you guys think it's justified backlash? It's tricky because it's like... It's, tr- it's, it's so, tricky because yeah. if you look at, for example, The Departed, which is won an Academy Award for Best Picture, you take that, that film is an adaptation of a very distinct Asian film. And a great one too. And both films are very good. And you take that and you completely change the cast for an American audience, however that receives accolades. Whereas with this mm-hmm. one... The, the creators of the Death Note manga came out and supported and said, yeah, we get that it's and it's different to the original work, but um, you know it's made it for a bigger, wider audience. So yeah. maybe we shouldn't be criticizing that, that necessarily. Is, but yeah. me watching as well, I'm like, why couldn't they have used an Asian-American cast? Yeah, and the, the argument was that they... <coughs> they cast, they cast, they set the, set the net wide and mm. they, they, had, they, um, they had Asian people apply for the roles and they went with who they thought the best person was it's such a tricky one because I think to that note of yes you're setting this very Japanese kind of story in Seattle um, therefore making it an American story yeah I think there's so much of the Japanese culture embedded in this narrative that it kind of doesn't work without it and I, I guess a lot of that's to do with like the, the god of death mm. um, which not really familiar with that and we don't in, in western society really have much to do with a god of death but quite prominent in, in Japanese society so maybe there could have been more done there it, I, I find it a really difficult one because um, if you are trying to adapt a film and make it different in the way that you want to tell the story then uh, there's some sort of creative license there but yeah and and yeah, I don't think I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer, but obviously the reception has been that it was poorly done. I yes, guess, is, mm. yeah, what you can sort of take from it, I guess. Adam Wingard, the director, had to delete Twitter eventually because oh, he was really? receiving death, hate. He was death threats. Death threats. Yeah, um, and he was really into the project and to the point that I think Warner Brothers initially had this. Yep. Mm. And they let, because I know Adam Wingard's done some work for Warner Brothers in the past, specifically Blair Witch was a Warner film. Yep. Um, and he was so passionate about the project, they actually let him go to another studio and, and work on it being Nef- when Netflix picked it up and bought the rights. So I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, yeah. he's, he's being creative and he's passionate about something. Yeah. When I was looking into this film, this film had probably the most comprehensive like goofs, continuity errors on any film that I've seen of any of the Netflix films. Okay. And I think that's probably because of the passionate fan base around Yeah, everyone's yeah. picking up on You're this. You're going going in and just uploading yeah. all and, of the different ones. And like while I've had the intention of looking into this series, to me, I wasn't picking up on them because I didn't have this affinity with the characters, I guess, or this, yeah, course, this connection. Um, yeah, there's a couple of other things that I, I saw about the, the film, which I thought was interesting. So during post-production, the office was broken into and a flash drive containing some of the visual effects. I did read that. Yeah. <laughs> Scenes were stolen. That. That's pretty sloppy. Um, <coughs> and then L was the one that broke in. And, and ooh, maybe. Uh, and then a few months after the release, like it was just another sort of controversy where it was discovered that the images of the train accident in the film was real footage of a 2010 train collision in Belgium where 19 people died. Yeah. Um, I read it, that. It, it really was? Yeah. Or they thought yeah, it was? Yeah, no, they actually really used was. it. They so, actually used real footage. Um, so both the rail operator and the survivors have like said, this is so disrespectful. Yeah, and oh, I think, that is so bad. That's a bit of a... like. You'd think about that. Surely so many people would have touched this film in some way that you would have Surely been like... Someone speaks up and says, hey, guys, maybe this isn't a good idea. Or where did we get this footage from? Because I don't remember yeah. shooting that footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. They, films would, would use stock footage all the yeah. time. Um, there is there is a chance that just slipped through the cracks and someone's like, hey, this is perfect. And then the editor and director look at it and go, this is perfect. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
And just no one asked where it came from. <laughs> the other thing was, yeah. um, I don't know if you know, so the uh, one of the MacGuffins, I guess, is that calculus book throughout the, the oh, film yeah. that they use. So they actually had to get the permission from the calculus book from 1970 to use it with permission. Uh, <laughs> 1970? Yeah, so the, apparently that's the first time it was the calculus textbook was uh, copyrighted. So 1970. Oh. Sorry, don't, yeah, so that, that's when they... Okay, yeah. so the publication wasn't from 1970. I was like, I didn't think it was that old. Yeah. That's and, cool. Good on them. And I guess there's a sequel in the works. So that was <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. That is true, yeah? Yeah. I was looking yeah, around. it's true. But then look at these numbers. Like, people bloody watched it. Yeah. So, like, if you're Netflix... Even if right. you cop that criticism, you're like, hey, we still got all those people to watch it. So I'm watching this film without that knowledge. You're obviously watching this film without this. Correct. I knew that it was based on manga only because I think you said it at the end of last episode. Okay. You might have mentioned yep, it. Probably. That's the only thing I knew, but that didn't... I didn't think it was popular or I didn't know anything mm. about it. And I was watching this film and, and I was thinking, oh, not many people will watch this film. That's the, what I was thinking <laughs> yeah. the whole time. I'm like, oh, this will just be a small one that no one's really seen. And, oh, this is not a bad <coughs> idea. And then it, it just blew me away. And then you hear all these things about making a sequel and the numbers are obviously great. That's <laughs> crazy. Has anyone got anything else I want to discuss or go into our early thoughts? No, I think that was all for me as well. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, what what did we think? Start off with you go first, Jesse. Um, you never go first. I want to. Okay, I I thought I was going to hate this film from the start, mm. and from before watching it, or from when you started watching it, a bit of both. Like the the opening, the first few scenes, I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to land, but then I I got quite involved in the story, and I was sort of wanting to know where it was going to go and what was going to happen. So, yeah, I I didn't mind it. You're really similar to me. Yeah. Like I was, I was kind of into the story yeah. and like I found so many flaws throughout <laughs> it that, that, that bothered me and they bothered me whilst I was watching it. Good. Cause I have many questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked, I liked the darkness to it, even though I thought it could have been a bit darker. I think like Rio, for example, felt really fantastical and yeah. not mm. scary. Um, but I liked the concept and I was similar to you. I was just intrigued how it was going to end up. Yeah. Hater. Pretty similar. Like... <laughs> In general, I'd, I'd say I think it was a pretty crappy movie, but I was really enjoying it and yeah. like I wanted to know what was happening. <laughs> but but whilst at the same time going, I, this movie's not great, but I'm but I'm pretty in kind yeah. of yeah. So yeah, I think it was crap, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> so it's like, a weird summary of it. Death Note two comes out. I'm probably like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look and see where that ends up. I'll watch it at some point, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, cool. I guess some other things that we didn't really look at was. So this um this actually had a cinematic debut at Fright Fest in the UK on the twenty fourth of August twenty seventeen and then was released on Netflix the next day worldwide. Okay. And they had there that they spent forty million bucks on this. Huh? I did. Had a budget. I did, of 40 I did million. see that budget forty mil. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot of money. That is a lot I'm of sure money. Where it went. Like especially, I know it's not a horror, but for for a somewhat horror. It's, it's got horror themes to it. A lot of horror films can be done on the cheap. Yeah. I reckon... Oh, actually, I was going to say Blair Witch probably wasn't even done for 40 mil that Adam Wingard did. No. Um, yeah. Wow, okay. And, and it was filmed in and around Seattle in the USA as well as Vancouver in Canada. So, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, we should look at some characters maybe. Oh, I wish yeah. I had told me that. I would have done my comparisons yeah. to $40 million films. I, mm. saw, I saw that I've like that. the other day I and was hoping that, that you were... Oh, yeah. I was, I was yeah, like... I was like I wonder what other films is. I can't wait for MJ to tell me yeah, what other I'm, films are. I'm, I'm not going to look into it, MJ. Yeah. <laughs> MJ does it. It's too silly. I need, I need the budget to be oh. right in my face because otherwise I don't look for it. <laughs> Obviously it was and I missed it. But, um, All right. Damn it. Let's, look, let's look at some characters. Let's look at this movie. Let's look at Light. I think you need to start off with Light. Yeah. 
So it took me a while to realize his name was Light. It, they didn't yeah. reveal that till pretty it, what, like halfway through. Yeah, and then strange name. I think in my notes I just kept saying like him. Yeah. Yep. Um. Or main guy. Or, or guy. <laughs> I think. I think. I think he was guy for me. What? Uh, what do you think of Light, Jesse? Didn't like him as a character. I thought he was quite annoying. And apart from that revenge story of his mother's death, I never really felt he was in for that cause. I didn't feel like he was in. As, and we'll probably talk about Mia later, but yeah, I didn't feel like he was in for that cause really. It was just literally, he wanted revenge for his mother's death and then I didn't feel that he was in for the rest of it really. Yeah, I felt like he, for a, what, how, how old is he? Is he in the movie? 16, 17? Yeah. I, was very school. kind of nonsensical to killing people. Like, he was, was very, he? very not affected by the fact that he killed a lot of people. I think that's the film in general though. The film yeah. completely took away like, any sort of power of death. Like, yeah. Death meant nothing. As soon as you saw Kenny die at the start, yeah. you're like, okay, so death yeah. pretty easy to come by. Exactly. I, I was just kind of, yeah, like, watching that first death and I was like, oh, okay, like he wasn't really sure what he was doing and then he kills the, the person responsible for his mother's death and it's kind of like, okay, yeah. But then all these other people and he just he just seems so casual about it. I'm like, you know, you must, you're pretty messed up, kid. Yeah, well, he's he just messed up as his missus. But mm, oh, I just, I like, light for me wasn't, it just wasn't that compelling as a lead. Like, he he tried to use the power for good and the power got a little bit out of control and he tried to rein it in and this was all kind of nice and yeah. you know all right normal what you would do but he he, he just was a bit bland yeah. I, I don't know the word for it because i mean he did have the balls and the brains to sort of fight back and and sort of take it all the way in the end is a really crafty way that he that he finishes yeah. it and gets out of it so uh, it was all right but the whole time i just I don't know. He was just lacking a bit of a punch. Yeah. So as, I mean, as a character, as a character. But I also think that probably goes in with who portrayed him. As yeah. The actor was as well. it more casting correctly? Like, yeah. He, was uh, Nat Wolf maybe not the right person for the leading? Yeah. Role? Probably could have sold it a bit more. It's a good. It's a good point. Um, you know, I wrote the note. He reminded me so much of the kid from Hereditary. <laughs> but it was driving me crazy. It's his brother. Wow. Yep. So yeah. I checked I checked IMDB and I'm like, okay, not in hereditary. I'm like, God, oh, that really bothers me. And then a few days later, I checked. I'm like, who is the guy from hereditary then? And I checked that and I'm like, same surname's Wolf. Yeah. And I look, and they're bloody brothers. And I'm like, okay, that's. I'm glad that I figured that out because it's driving me crazy. It's a good pickup. Yeah. What about, gonna, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to mention it anyway. Like, yeah. He reminded me of the guy from hereditary even without. Um, what about Mia? His uh, love interest and sidekick. Oh, <laughs> yes. She tell has, us. She had some issues. I, I mean, I, 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 I assume we weren't supposed to like her because I hated her. Yep. Just found her really, I guess, you're really annoying at the start, and then just really nuts. And you're just like, what are you? Why are you doing this? I want to punch you in the face because you're not doing what I would want you to do. <laughs> That's uh, a yeah. good point. A lot of what I struggled with in the film revolved around this yeah, character. I, I didn't understand her motivations as well. Well, I didn't understand her motive because yeah. it felt like it was more than just wanting power. She and she quickly went, "Hey, let's kill all these people!" Like really turned real dark real quickly and was like, "Why?" Became a genuine socio, even yeah. psychopath. Yeah, and absolutely. There was you, we never really were fed mm-hmm. enough to me for me to believe that that was happening. Yeah, it seemed like she was being like consumed by the book. Like and wanting to kill people and like she wanted had to put names down there when it wasn't even hers and yeah yeah no nah, she was just and then obviously I didn't understand Light's obsession with her in the first place 
Yeah. She, she felt like a pretty normal kind of cheerleader. And then she was with a guy in one of those opening scenes. And yeah. she just felt really normal. It, and, was it just kind of like the high school, like kind of like the nerd gets the cheerleader? Somewhat, kind of yeah. Thing? But that didn't explain why she was so crazy. I don't think they explained no. a lot of things. No, and her, for me, her character sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just like... It was yeah. very much she like kind of wasn't in there and then was in fully yeah. as like the ma- a main person and you're like, oh, but wow. Yeah, like, like to me, she was just seedy the whole time. Like yeah. just, yeah, couldn't connect with her. Because I think that's probably because like you guys have said, what were her motives? You don't know her motives. Mm. No, exactly. Well, I, I'm curious, when you watched that one episode of Manga, obviously Lai was in it? Yep. Was... Any sort of Mia character in it? Nope. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, so that's a new character made for I got No, the... no, uh, I think she's probably in it, but that's a 37 Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. what I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, because... yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. And even if she wasn't in it, yeah. And if you watch any man- manga, is uh, it's it's all about the, the long, drawn-out story. So the first episode, <laughs> to me, like, nothing happened. Okay. Really, yeah. But it was good. Okay. Actually, it was still good. Owl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, is that the no? girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Could be the no. one that the one that Brad Pitt takes on yep. the. Uh, hmm. Could be. Let me look it up now quickly. With the feet. Yes. Up, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, the one who hit who hit who he hitchhikes. Yep. Yeah. Should have had some manky feet in that film. Yeah. Right? Know, yeah. yeah. All hippies did. Yeah. <laughs> um, the unshaved arms as well. Quite hairy. Um, yeah, that was her. Nothing wrong with that hair. No, not at all. All right. So, L. Lakeith Stanfield. He really annoyed me at first. Yep. It felt like, it felt like overacting with a poorly written character. So just like this really bad recipe, but I think they just pushed too hard early on trying to make you understand him and his background right away. Cause once I kind of got a vibe of who he was and where he'd come from, I was, I was pretty interested in him. Um, but at the start he, he drove me crazy. Um, but I got more interested in him when he got more desperate, mm. um, when he knew something was wrong and he didn't have the means to fix it. Cause it really humanized him. And it made me stop thinking he's like this robot that's just going to catch everyone because yeah. he's so smart. Yeah, I, yeah I, I liked him and I didn't. I get that he represented good in this film, but I didn't necessarily connect with that development of him as that character growing up in that orphanage or whatever to understand his motives really. I like it was, it was more, gray. yeah, yeah not, mm-hmm. they're not his motives. They're someone else's motives. Yeah. He's, so, a, he's like a lab rat. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the dad? What about um, Light's dad? So, Another crappy cop. <laughs> so I have I have a great story with Shay Wiggum. Actually, it's not a great story. It's a great story that resonates with me. Yeah. But <laughs> he looks like a guy I used to work with. Oh, like good. insanely similar. And this is when we worked in film advertising and we we're working on the new Kong the Kong Skull Island film. And he's oh, he's which, in which he's in. He's yeah. in Kong Skull <laughs> Island and his character in Kong Skull Island was exactly the same guy as the guy we work with and we, we just got blown away. So every Shay Wiggum's one of those like guys who I've IMDB'd once and I keep him in my back pocket and every time I see the name Shay Wiggum, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see him again. And, and he's also in so many things. He's just, he's just that guy. <laughs> he, he just plays that guy in so I many different movies. I can't tell you how much he looks like my mate. It's absurd. <laughs> anyway, I kind of liked him. Yeah. I, liked the, oh. I liked the balance between like being the main cop on the job versus mm. being dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like that too and kind of, you know, how he, he comes to the defense of White and no, yeah, of White and things like that. Yeah, I, I thought he was a really good character, real good dad, real good cop. Yeah, I felt like he was doing his best. He was. Yeah. It was a good um, commentary on that father-son dynamic actually Yeah, because it was detached and emotionless like, like a lot of father-son relationships can be but there was that care and understanding and when things got tough, by God, he put his son before everything. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, he was a good character. Mm. I thought he was going to be the smallest bit part, but 
became yeah. quite a big role. Yeah, he, he was really good. Real death. I I don't know if it's my issue with the character or the casting because all I it was like the Green Goblin from Spider Man. That's all it was to me. Whenever he came on the yeah. the screen, yeah. I was just like. It's just Willem literally Dafoe, Willem Dafoe the as yeah. the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. And it was exactly the same voice that he put on, like, that evil <laughs> sort of, you know. I seriously can't even comment yeah. on the character because I don't know anything, anything about, about the character. character. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I think we just saw in the, your manga kind of what he looked like, which gives me a bit more reference. But when he came on, I was like, he just looks... It, like, the costume and stuff just... I thought it looked really bad. And I'm like, this looks really like a poor amateur movie where real bad like costumes and dress ups I'm like oh and then I okay, I saw the picture and it's kind of saw what they're going with but yeah, I just didn't think he looked really great they did a decent a job when they introduced him because um, when that first encounter happens and the stuff flying around the room and the lights go out every time you see him he's out of focus mm. so you kind of a little bit frightened because what is this thing? Yeah. And as soon as they reveal him, like any fear with him is just completely gone. Oh yeah. It's just kind of funny. It would yeah, it would have been better if they had kept him, you know, whether in the shadows or at least for three quarters of the film that yeah. you don't see him. You yeah. don't see what he looks like. You, know, you see his are, size yeah. and you see things are often more scary when you can't see them. They always yeah. are. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they used like so they had a guy dressed up in their outfit and then they CGI'd the face. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe just His did the voice. voice. Yeah. Well, there's another bloke who's credited with being him. Him in yeah. there. I'm assuming it's a big dude. So I didn't have like Kira. I don't know if you classify Kira as a character because it's no, it's, it's a combination yeah. of the two yeah. the two kids together. Yeah, but work, really, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. <coughs> I mean, Watari was that other one. The the I thought he was a nothing character. Hundred realistically, yeah. yeah. Just he, to, he was nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing just at a, all. I feel like on I one. I'm assuming that the manga. It was L in your episode. In um, your manga episode was L, Lakeith Stanford's no, character, no, no detective. Thought, no, so. no, it was very early. It was just a setup yeah, episode, literally know, of him it. finding the the book, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Ryuk was in it. Yeah. 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 The we spoke. You spoke about Adam Wingard before, and he's directed a lot of horror. Mm. So, to me, as a horror director, like he, I don't know. He didn't really get this. I didn't get scared in this film no I, I don't think the intention yeah, ever was to be scared but you know yeah. I think he or tension almost I think he should have used some more horror cues, horror cues and yeah. I, I think mm. he deliberately didn't because he was telling a different story but yeah. I think it's a, definitely a missed opportunity he's 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 directed a few of these little sh- you said he's directed Blair Witch before and he's directed a few of those segments in those little horror anthologies that I spoke about before ah, the ABCs of death yeah, yeah. so oh, he's done yeah. one on that and he's yeah. done one on that VHS one which has got the similar sort of upset and sort of a reference here as well. He's he's directing the the new upcoming um, Godzilla yeah, vs Kong film, King Kong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tie that in with. Um, I just saw you looking at Godzilla on. Is yeah. that what you're looking at? Yes, I'm looking at. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing Godzilla and King Kong, which comes out next year. Yeah, because he, that he I was reading about whether he was going to do number two, the sequel for this. Firstly, I'm like, I'm sure he's not because yeah. he doesn't want to. <laughs> and secondly, I said there was a clash with because that's another. He's a Warner Brothers. He's like a Warner Brothers director. <laughs> The only thing about the cast is maybe not such a white cast. That's all I can say about the cast. Yeah, I, but yeah. like the second main character or third main character was African American. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 not sure on the main guy as a weeding as a weeding man for a movie. <sighs> yeah, it's a big call. Wow, yeah. I hate his kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. All right, let John look at some scenes. Yeah, let's do it. All right. MJ, kick us off. We'll start us off. What What are some standout scenes? What did you like? Yeah. Okay. I mean it. <laughs> Just looking at what I did like, 
it took me a while to really really get into it. Um, and the scenes that I did like were certainly in the back half of the film. The first time I, I really got into it, I think, was that scene at the diner when when L confronts Light. God, they both start with L. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you, you see you see the the desperation of both characters coming mm-hmm. to it. Um, I think it was exciting to find Light. Um, actually under the pump and knowing that someone's looking for him and also L learning more about what he has to do to try and win this because at the end of the day the, the concept of how they're killing people is is so absurd that you're never going to be able to guess it so mm. seeing L actually try and uncover it was was really interesting because it actually meant we we're getting somewhere I I had that in my scenes that I didn't necessarily like not because of what you've said but because I think that that would have been an awesome scene reading that in the manga. And I just don't think it translated too well to, to the oh, film. Because yeah. I reckon that would have been a perfect scene in a manga where you're reading through, you're trying to catch up with it, read the dialogue as quickly as possible because you want to see what the, where this conversation's going. But to me, yeah, it just didn't sit well on the screen. Why not? It seemed forced a little bit and it just seemed like the, the way it was set up would be perfect for like a frame-by-frame like sure. discussion rather than a camera scene with two people talking. I agree with that. I do agree yeah, with that. what you're yeah. saying there. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. No, I, I, and I enjoyed the, the end chase scene with, with Light running away yeah. from L. Um, you could argue that it went for a little bit too long, but I, I mm-hmm. actually I actually enjoyed all of it. And again, I think whenever I found L in his most desperate state was when I was most into this film. Um, and the only other one that I, that I did like was the end credits scene. Um, how it continued playing the power of love and showing the shots of the cast. Yeah, that was good. State. Yeah, that was good. That was really cool. I, I like that yeah. seeing all the guys just. No. Casual. Oh, Jesse didn't like it. It, it was, was good. It was so off compared to the rest of the film. That was fine. That <coughs> was completely fine. The film was over by then. I know the film. But why, no, I, why do you need that? What's the point of having shots of actors in front of green screens laughing, having just, fun when to show they had fun making the movie together? But I also you, you got a serious ending. It played really nicely with the music, and I'll get to the music later. <laughs> the music was. Fantastic. Um, it played really nicely that they kept that big love ballad going on, and the, and the, the uh, what's the word the the cartoonness of the credit sequence worked really well too. Um, I just thought it was really great. I really enjoyed it. Cool. That's all for me. Peter. Um, well, I was going to say before. I think my probably favourite scene was probably that diner confrontation. I really like that. Um, the only other probably one that I have that. MJ didn't and talking about the music was just the opening and with a uh, reckless playing over yeah showing crawl playing I'm like oh I think I've said this probably a few times maybe for exploring films the opening scene with a good song playing I'm like oh here we go we're in for a good start there so, was but yeah, I, I thought, in yeah, excess sorry. as well yeah. there was a bit of an Aussie flavour yeah. to this yeah. music yeah, that was good, uh, then the next song after music. the ne- excess one I was like oh is this an Aussie band yeah. that I don't know yeah. if I looked up and there was an American band I was like oh, I <laughs> yeah, yeah I was yeah. thinking like is this all going to be Australian yeah. music yeah, no, there, there was some good music in there so just that opening with Reckless playing it was a cool version of Reckless it was it was really kind of annoyed me that they cut the song off so quickly, I want yeah, to yeah, I want to get a full. I, you know, just keep playing this for a few minutes. It's yeah. fine, but yeah, no, that, that was really good as well. I yeah, I that murder scene, the first sort of one with Kenny with his decapitation with that ladder falling off. I was like, wow, that's graphic. That got like yeah. wolf. Okay, there was a warning, yeah. gruesome, wasn't it? I did note the warning at the very start of the film. Um, strong blood and gore, strong horror themes straight away popped up on the screen. So I was kind of expecting that. Yeah, that that got me. Um, I liked when to differentiate between these scenes that are happening in Light's world 
to the ones where he's setting up these murders. Like you had that grainy sort of feel on the screen. And I really appreciated that they distinguished that so you could work out that because sometimes those, those cuts were really random and I thought it was a really good way to distinguish between what was happening yeah. in Light's actual physical world and what he's creating in the other sort of world as well. Yeah, okay. Um, again, that, that scene where all the agents just walk in sync upstairs and then off the building, I don't know, I was, I, not, I, it was just mesmerised. I'm like, how can, like, I don't know, it was just shot really well. Just yeah. Just shocked me, really, just to be like, whoa, what, I really, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, like, it happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the power of the notebook. Yeah. Um, Death note. I, I really liked the the scene where the dad does that press conference. I thought uh, I was like, that is such okay. a good move. You yeah. feelest bastard. Yeah, yeah. having engaged, I'm like, that is such a good move. Let's see what happens. Um, and I never thought that Light was going to attack him or So that's another him. thing that really pissed me off about Mia is when she, yeah, got, she, she got annoyed at him for not killing his dad. own dad. Yeah. Are you serious? Like, like she clearly, she didn't even register that that was a, yeah, a thing. Yeah, like, I'm that's your dad. You're not, you're not going to happen. Yeah, she just kind of lost any credibility as a yeah. reliable character or real person even. And the, there were these tilted angles throughout too, which I, I really liked visually, just sort of um, fit in well with this. It's an adaptation of a manga and I thought that fit in really yeah, well right. with these, these close shots. And like you said, I like that chase scene, the through the streets their yeah. up-tempo music was awesome cool last song. one I've got was that Ferris scene wheel at the end I just thought um, that was pretty cool it was pretty cool yeah, yeah. It's, it. like, it's pretty cool they've got these yeah. people hanging off a Ferris yeah. wheel it was pretty, pretty cool, cool. For, a Netflix, for a Netflix film yeah, like, yeah. alright I'll take that I wonder that budget went yeah <laughs> no nah, I reckon the budget went with the bloody soundtrack oh yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's fair, yeah, that's all, fair, all the yeah. scene in the classroom where everything's flying yeah. <laughs> did it bother you that no one came in and was just like uh, what did you just do here man the whole time I'm thinking How's he going to explain this when yeah. he comes in and he's in detention and just destroy anything? Like, what's he going to do? And it just didn't happen. Um, forgettable I stuff? I don't know, actually. This isn't in my forgettable scenes. And actually, you guys might mention your forgettable scenes. What did you guys think of the end? Um, how he basically wrote everything that happened and completely, like, nailed it. You know, he's like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And you find out at the end, you know, this guy's going to get the book and he's going to bring it back to me and he's going to mm-hmm. kill him. Were you like, oh, cool, that's that's clever, or were you like, I, I kind of forgotten about it. Yeah. But I think at the time I was like, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. It confused me a bit to start with because when you see the guy going confused. to the water, I'm like, yeah, who on earth is this guy? I'm Why does he know? And then yeah. obviously the next scene it explains it. Yeah. I don't like this is a fantasy sort yeah, of story. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't mean I don't yeah. mean whether it's feasible. <coughs> I just mean yeah. I mean, it was it was kind of cool, a bit a, a bit confusing, but kind of cool when and you a think little about bit of a cop out. Yeah, yeah. I did like it when he said like, don't take the book. And then she took the book and died, and she was mm. going to die. And then, obviously, his page burnt. And I was like, "Oh, how did he get that?" I know he he physically wrote my yeah. page is going to get burnt. And uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was all right. Like, if you didn't like this movie, you could be like, "Oh, what a cop out yeah. ending!" He yeah. didn't like what was going to happen. But, yeah, there's two um, ways looking at it, is it? Yeah, but so you, it, it didn't stand out either way for you guys. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I wouldn't have said it was bad. I would have said it was really good. It was yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that's I just, right. I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, what? MJ, what? Ah, uh, yeah, what? I'm sick of hearing yeah. my own voice. So no, 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 I like your voice. I don't actually have a specific scene, but I, I really found the first part of the film, let's say 20 minutes to half an hour, everything was moving really quickly, and I wasn't quite 
keeping up with it. Like I wasn't getting lost, but I was like, you're, you're really rushing through everything here. Um, Massively. And, it, and it, Abs- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That. There's, there's so many things I'm like, well, that was just really quick that you went from like, this is the state of play in the movie to this now. And yeah, it's like, well, yeah, we, we've just missed out on so much content here. Sure I feel felt like, yeah. And I guess when you're trying to adapt something so big and, uh, there's got so many rules to it. Yeah, like it was pretty hard to bring. They it down basically to it. just said, "Hey, you write someone's name and tell them how you can die, and they're yeah. gonna die." And like, oh, okay, I need yeah. to know more. No, no, that's just no, what that's happens. It. That's just, and yeah. the rush through the rules was really quick as well. Yeah. There weren't any rules really. Like he's reading through these rules, but none of them meant anything. Yeah. His book was. Yeah, like, he had a really book of rules fat. that we didn't really yeah. like learn about. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. I think it was rushed through. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about forgettable scenes, I've written something down and I've completely forgotten. <laughs> like. I don't even remember this scene. I'm, what did you write? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it was in the movie. It's got the limo scene with the guy singing. Was there a scene in a limo with a guy singing? It doesn't ring a bell for me. <laughs> <laughs> this, could have been, this could have been from something else. But if there was a limo scene in Death Note with a guy singing, I didn't like uh, it. Oh, yeah, no, I remember it now. Oh, when he's, Al's in when it? he's putting Al to sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was really weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> like, I, singing, I do remember yeah, it now. And he's singing, yeah, that was really weird. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I and no, that, that was the only other, other one I had. And I'm just looking at it going, I don't even remember the scene in the movie. It's, it's been a few days. <laughs> I, The scene where Light is in that classroom, when we first meet Ryok, he's screaming. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, mm. oh my God. I, I was just like, wow, that is some poor screaming. Yeah. Just Almost bad. as poor as That's uh, what you mean. Was it? I'm the pretty thing that moves no. in the house when she's like uh, about to die on the stair on the on the, sca- on the staircase. Oh yeah, that, yeah, was, that was some bad screaming. Not that was as bad, bad scream. as screaming in um, Shimmer Lake <laughs> when the the ice addict was in the was hiding in the um, ensuite. Yeah, the, oh, the, yeah, the, the yeah, prostitute yes. guy. Yeah, that yeah. was shocking <laughs> screaming. But that was that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what makes me think Adam Wingard is a guy who knows horror. That he was trying to stay away from horror almost. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have got that so wrong. I don't think he was trying to go down that route because yeah. you're right, it was terrible. But the when lights on the bleachers during sport or whatever it was, and then Mia comes and sits with him. And he's like, literally out of nowhere, yeah. Oh, come with me. I'm going to show you this death note. Like. <laughs> Just annoyed me how fr- how trusting he was yeah. straight away with this girl to cool. this psycho. And I get, oh, yeah. I know, yeah, I had that in my questions. Yeah. Actually, the, why is he telling her everything? And you know what? Why isn't she asking more questions? Yeah, she's just on straight away. She's like, "Oh, you weirdo!" Like, she's why is, a why is she asking not about Kenny specifically because he goes into details about Kenny, right? So she's not asking questions because he's either batshit crazy. Or there's some really weird shit yeah. going on that she probably needs to figure out. But she's like, just like, ah, oh, whatever, mate. Like, why is she just okay with this? <laughs> yeah, good, good pick up. The, their first kiss where he's like, can I have permission to kiss you? Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, oh just a little bit cringe So you make a good point about the nerd and the cheerleader. Yeah. He never felt like a nerd to me. That was probably half the problem. Like, yes, he was doing everyone's homework for yeah. them. But he seemed like this kind of anti-establishment yeah. and cool kind of guy yeah that's true so maybe that was another reason with the casting went wrong another conversation between these two characters when um, they you know they get this list that people are putting together of all the people they want killed because they've done bad things and um, he like you know he has this sort of moral question where he's like maybe people are just putting these names on the list because you know they mm. had sex with um, exactly their girlfriend yeah. yeah and then the corny line from her afterwards like you know well if someone you know had sex with me would you do that for me I was like uh, that, uh, just didn't sit well. So many of these things are just um, bad dialogue. No, just <laughs> that that character of me yeah. didn't work. Yeah. The, another thing that really frustrated me was 
all of a sudden, like Al does this press conference where he walks out and then, you know, the, the dad, the cop has a go at him and he's, he's like, oh, well, I've got this theory that he needs a name and a face to be mm. able to kill them. Where did he come up with that idea? How did he come up with that idea? <laughs> yeah. Just, what, what the, like, you are a clever man if you work that out. Like, It's like he's based his whole life around it though because he never shows his face and no one knows his yeah. name. Last thing I've got is there's a scene where Light's sitting around the table with his with his dad and and his dad goes, you know, I think I could tell if I was sitting across the room from a killer. And I was just like, ha ha. That's so something but, that my yeah. mate would say. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, mate. Cool. That's, that's, that's all the scenes for me. Uh, what, what was the film trying to say? What are some? This, this isn't probably going to be a little bit interesting, I guess. I'd, it is. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the What was the message of this film? They play around. <laughs> they play around with the idea of of power and abusing it, and how yeah. you should use it. And light is obviously the example of what you should do with power, mm. and when it gets out of control. And Mia is the example of what are you doing with this power? You, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't have this power. But I don't think it was anything more than just how can you not have this commentary with this block? Yeah. That's kind yeah. of how it felt. Like yeah. I don't think they were really trying to say something either way because no, it, it just, just felt too easy. Yeah. Mm. But you can't ignore that. <laughs> the yeah, there was, it was very trying to a little bit about morals as well. Like who gets to choose what's right and what's wrong and. They made this really obvious towards the end when he goes to his locker, light goes to his locker and he opens up the locker and in the door there's this poster that says, moral people scare me. It was just like this blatant in your face, like, okay, so this is what we're sort of looking at. And, you know, he has these conversations with his dad a lot as well about choosing the lesser of these two evils and things not being black and white. So it tries to go with that that thing where maybe, yeah. maybe they're trying to say that light is good and Mia is the bad use of power. That so is, is this a movie about teenage discovery and... and- Figuring out who you are and what you can do in the world, or or is it or is it just a funny little fantasy film? It's tough because like at the same yeah, because I, I I think the the other strong theme is about family, um, and they explore that pretty well, mainly through mum and uh, through dad, father and son, but yeah. also exploring the the idea of dealing with loss of your mum and mm. not only briefly, but um, I think there is almost a combination of that morals. And family that, that I think he, he's pretty strong on, Adam Wingard. And I, like, I feel like they set this up at the start pretty well where it's trying to work out, Light's trying to work out who he is as a person. And the sort of first scene you see is like he's doing these, these exam papers or tests for these kids. So he's like cheating almost. And it's like this question about who does he want to be in life? Does he want to be this person that cheats life or does he want to have this influence on people and sort of... Well, yeah, he's getting basically getting pushed around at the start because he's doing it even though he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And then he physically gets pushed around yeah. when he does try and stand up. He's almost got that crossroad where he's like, I can say something about him bullying or I can just keep being me and doing my stuff in the yeah. background. And he, mm. and he steps up. Hmm. All right. What did we take from this film? Well, I, I think we should talk more about this music. I love well I think a lot of the, these melancholy ballads that they had completely controlled the mood of mm. the film the whole time um, and that was almost the best aspect of the film for me they had that version of Reckless by Australian Crawl they had Don't Change by In Excess Take My Breath Away um, uh, I Don't Want to Live With Your Love and then finally Air Supplies Power of Love mm. it just controlled the mood of this whole film the whole time you are basically just kept completely on track with the music and it was he did an awesome job with it 
Yeah, I've got exactly the same yep. things. I'm like the music. Um, it annoyed me when songs were cut off because I just wanted to hear <laughs> yeah, yeah. the full song. They were often better than what was going yeah. on. I wouldn't mind this on a big screen. I was going to say, I think just because like it was a lot of things were just skipped over and rushed on an info, I reckon better as a 10 episode series yep. than a movie. And that 10 episode that's series, that's like a legit rewatchable segment. <laughs> <laughs> 10 episode series or a. Manga, manga. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to our friends the rewatchables <laughs> yeah uh, IMDB I didn't know I Did, no. already mentioned mine yeah. I looked I, I looked up the Watari guy okay uh, nothing nothing at all does a lot of voice work but the other one I was like I wanted to look up Light because I'd seen him in something and he was the main kid in Paper Towns which is um, an adaptation of a that, yeah. John Green, John Green, John Green, and, and he was the in Stars as well. Yeah, so that's where I'd, I'd recognised him from as well. He's also the brother from Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> Got any questions? I, I might have a few questions. Peter, why could Mia write names in the book? Because it was Light's book, and constantly, Ryuk. Am I saying that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, you know, if you don't want it, then we'll pass it on to it's someone cool. else. But Mia could still write names in it when it was Light's book. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think anyone can write names in the book. I think, but I just don't think she could see Ryok. Oh, okay. So only the book holder can see Ryok, but anyone can write names in it. So it seems. Yeah, but I feel like at the start they made he made some deal about the person who owns the book writes the name. Yeah, uh, I, see, I, know, I, yeah, I, yeah I get what you're asking. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like the, the the owner. He he could only write the names, and that's why he was like, you know, if you don't like it, don't worry, I'll pass it on to someone else. But then when Mia starts writing names and killing people, I'm like, well, then who really cares who owns the book? Because anyone can just write names in and yeah, yeah it's like a weird. Um, why do you think that Ryuk chose Light in the first place? It's a very good question. Why did Why did the book decide to drop for him at he, that time? Because Ryuk always said, oh, "I'll find someone else to do it," yeah. which means he so he, he chose found him. him in the first place. Well, he mentioned, wasn't it, the last owner had died? So maybe he saw Light as an easy target to create another death because he's the death note. So maybe yeah. he thought that he'd be able to overcome him, whereas he was able to overcome. Yeah, because also wasn't it, I'm not sure if it was the exact, the previous owner or one of them, because I was saying like, don't, don't trust Ryuk, you know, he's bad. So maybe he thought that um, Light was corruptible and he could yeah. be able to control him. And I really yeah. wanted to hear more, know more about the whole Ryuk thing. Like, yeah, and like the history of it all. The, 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 only re- the, the, the bloke who got closest only wrote down two letters I was like oh he's definitely going to write his name down at some point he's going to figure out a way to do it and he just didn't maybe these are like little clues about what actually happens in the full series as well very true they don't get to explain and maybe the director thought he was doing a good job and just like giving these little hints to fans but obviously didn't pay off very true it's so hard when you're so passionate about something yeah can you we can we just make sure though we don't we don't you know have death threats to directors if yeah. you don't like something yeah. you know, they they it's not the way to go about things they're passionate about it too and they're trying to tell yeah. their side of the story just because it wasn't the way you liked it look at me jumping on my high horse uh, I'm sure that if you have an understanding of this series you'd get it but what was the deal with the apples so there's there's got to be some eating. I know Ryok mm. eats them but I'm guessing there's some sort of story behind these apples true uh, yeah, yeah I just saw it as this is evidence that he's around there's apple cores apple yeah. cores okay um, but maybe in the manga he only eats apples or something like yeah, that I, I, yeah there's just a lot of focus on him picking apples up off the table and coming home and then there was that scene where Ryok had 
eaten a whole bunch of apples. So what was that trying to say that he'd eaten a whole lot? Was he stressed? Was he worried? Or was that because he's been working overtime and that was the scene that... Ah, because... Yeah, I don't know. He killed lots of people, so he's hungry, he needs to refuel more. Yeah, that's not a bad one. There was a nice little ode to E.T. when he, like, left the apple there. Yeah. You know, when he, like... At the doorway, in the cupboard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good question, though. Well, and the other sort of one to do with food a little bit as well, the focus on Al, like, not sleeping and having to eat lots of candy to stay awake. The no sleep thing, yeah. Like, why... Is that just sleep? showing that he's dedicated to? I think he's like a, solving the. Not dedicated. He's built to, to yeah to solve this kind to, of stuff to be this super detective. And that's the doesn't thing, need to sleep. That's or the thing that annoyed me when I thought he was like this robot. How long since you've slept, L? He's like thirty-two hours. Yeah, like yeah. no one knows that. Like well, he heard. does. <laughs> but that's the thing. It annoyed me when I when he was like a robot, and I preferred it when he became humanized. No, I'm sorry. I've got a couple more. So no, keep going. The end of the film really got me a little bit because. You see Light in the bed with his dad explaining what he's actually done. And then you're getting these cuts of Al going to Mia's apartment and discovering the calculus book. And he finds the the page from the death note in there with the... The the, um, bodyguards or whatever. With the bodyguards' names on it. Did you guys... Like, I don't know if I was imagining this. Did you see Al pick up a pen? Oh, God. I can't remember. Because that literally... I was like... Oh, yeah, oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, does, he, he does, he does. He does, okay. he does. Yeah. Because, because he's about to write okay. the name, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah. then I almost saw it in his eyes like he was <coughs> having some sort of, like he was falling asleep or passing, like was he about to write mm. Light's, Light's name? Light's name, yeah. Uh, I think you're supposed I, to think that. I, I, do remember, I, I do remember that scene, yeah. I, I took it as he was about to write, what, he was about to write Light's name. The facial expressions I saw him made it out like maybe he was about to pass out and not write it. So does that mean Light had actually written his name in the list of things as well? Because now he'd seen his face when they're in that. Or doesn't know his name though. Yeah, I, I thought he doesn't maybe, know his full name. I, yeah. I thought maybe he kind of was like, "Oh, this is a bit extreme. Like I'm not stooping this low to killing someone." So he he, he obviously understood yeah. it. Is it L understood exactly what happened? I think so. Yeah, I think I think he understood the book by then. Mm. Okay, cool, cool yeah. ending. Uh, I bet you if they make a sequel, which they say it's probably yeah, no. You know what? Funny. I bet you they won't. They won't even touch it. <laughs> Last one's just a little point. My Google, I don't want to say this too loud in case it goes off, but my <laughs> Google Home went off during this film. This is the first film during Netflix that my Google Home's gone off and gone. Sorry, I can't help you with that. Did it say? Hey, <laughs> did it say hey Google? Which yeah, point? it was during the scene where um, lights on the phone to Atari, and he's like talking to him about you know have you found his like his full name in the book before he gets shot yeah and it just started going off like oh sorry can't help you with that (laughs) (laughs) what's going on that's awesome I reckon they've put voice activation in this film (laughs) so So you're trying to find Elle's real name yeah yeah Yeah. so anyway that that, I just thought that was an interesting thing (laughs) cool hey Google is it on won't recognize your voice. I don't oh, really? Okay. I was going to ask what else. It's been listening to everything we've been saying though. So yeah, for a long time. <laughs> so you can probably get this uh, episode right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Look, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So uh, we'd like to go around and give the film a rating out of five and then give it an average as a team. Peter, start us. Um, yeah. So I guess, as I said before at the start, I thought you know, it was a bit of a crappy movie, but I still found myself enjoying it. Um, but there were just it was just too many points that were skipped over, too much stuff that was rushed through to fully kind of get a grasp on the whole world of it. So it was okay in the end. I gave it two out of five. Two out of five, awesome. MJ? Yeah, despite its flaws and me mentally picking them apart as I was watching it, <laughs> the film eventually got going. Um, it was aided by a great soundtrack to set the mood. I was actually able to get into it and enjoy the last half hour 
Um, it was an interesting concept that could have been done better, but still two and a half stars. So, a lot of overacting for me, and at times I really struggled to keep up with this, and I think that's probably where this this idea would do better in a long form, like Hita said before. Like it was give created. Us, yeah, give us yeah. a series like it was created. So you can actually work out what all these little things are rather than brushing over it. Um, going back, when I was doing these notes, going back over the film, there are a lot of clues about Mia that... Um, about her wanting to get rid of agents and you know she's like I just need a name that I didn't pick up on the first time and I feel really stupid and like she even you know Light blamed it on Ryuk and I was like oh Ryuk's done something bad I thought and, that too yeah Yeah. so it sort of got me like that that was cool because yeah. it made Ryuk seem like a badass too yeah um, I couldn't stand Light and but I just had this I had this Natalie and Brulia song in my head the whole time like after I finished watching I'm like singing that torn song in my head I was like I am so torn and dead serious I know it sounds funny but it was like I couldn't get that song in my head because I'm like I am torn another Australian song which is good yeah it does sound funny yes. torn, but I'm giving this 3 out of 5 because I just enjoyed it I, just, I know it's not it was I, it was I, just enjoyable I was watching it thinking this sucks this sucks and then yeah. I'm like no I like it yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah, it was just a bit of fun. All right, what does that give us, Hito? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half average out of five. Yeah, that's, that's all right. That's, yeah, exactly. All out of faith. <laughs> this is how I feel. All right, social media. We like to chuck up a question. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Flix Forum. This week, I want to know, does this film make you want to check out the original material? Does it make you want to go and watch the anime or read the manga? This conversation does. Yeah, I, I kind of want to get a bit more into it, especially before Death Note 2 comes out. No, I'm ready. No, you're ready. I'm ready to watch it now. So please subscribe to us if you can. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, plenty of places to listen to us. Give us Everywhere. a five-star rating if you can. Next week, we are checking out the 2017 comedy horror. It's called Little Evil. It's directed by Eli Craig. Mm-hmm. It stars Adam Scott. Is he a golfer? Hmm. He is. He is? Yeah. yeah Adam is. Scott. Not that Adam Not Scott. Adam. Probably a different Adam <laughs> okay, Scott. So Evangeline Lilly, Owen Atlas, Bridget Everett, Kyle Bornheimer, Kristen Lyla, Donald Faison, Carlo Gallo, Tyler Labine, Brad Williams, Clancy Brandt, and Sally Field. <laughs> what a people. That is everyone in the film. <laughs> that is everyone. So, check that film out so you can join us. Check it out people. because we're going to do it next week and we want you to be ready to listen when yeah, we do. Yeah, because we'll spoil it as usual. Yeah. Been a pleasure. Thanks for coming along. That was a good one. Very good. Thanks, hey, boys. Look after your voice, please. Yeah, oh, actually, it sounds great, right, though. It would have been sounding real good for the listeners. Thanks, mate. Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. See you then. See you, boys.